This is a Dece World production in association with Pants Pending Studios. This is just a situation where you're going to cut a bunch of our blurbs out of context? Um, no, because then there would be blisters in awkward places, which would be terrible. Oh, here we go. That is the dirtiest thing I've ever seen. Listen to the nerd with Adam, Will, and Amanda. Why did I get top billing? I don't deserve top billing. Because out of the two of us, you're the one she likes better. Oh man. I mean, yeah. I'm eight months pregnant. Put another one in me. And that's when she figured out that I had taken drugs. How are all of you? We're going to do a promo, but we're just going to talk sex. I got to see your dick. Oh man. I mean, yeah. She cooked dinner for me in lingerie, which hopefully she doesn't listen to this. Cause I don't know if I'm supposed to say that. Well, this podcast phenomenon is sweeping the nation, and we're all up on the bandwagon with the plethora of episodes at Nerd. Pantspending.com. Willem Dafoe gives me a lady boner. Blue Chew is bullshit, by the way. <laughs> Listen to the nerd. It's not the worst thing that can happen to you. Is that a good no? It takes effort to do a promo. Yeah. And I think we knew that before. <laughs> <laughs> Although I feel like we could just put that part in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that along with the, the nerdy thing Adam said and me with the sexy voice. There you go. There's your promo, Will. Congratulations. The nerd. I'm sorry. You are now listening to The Social Hour. They're not PC. So if occasional foul language turns you off, then you have all been warned. This is the call before the storm. This is what happens when you don't die from syphilis anymore. Get ready for the social hour. Live from Deese World Studios in Spokane, Washington. This is the social hour. On today's show, we bring you the drink and debate live from the Spokane Comedy Club. And now your host. Drink and debate is also what his family referred to as Christmas Eve. Discussius. Malab Keen, everyone. Welcome to the Social Hour. I am Dees. Thanks for coming around for another episode. In studio is just myself and you sexy sons of bitches out there in podcast land. Thank you for tuning in, guys. We've got a great show. This week, we bring you the Drinkin' Debate, the entire show recorded live at the Spokane Comedy Club. Uh, Check it out, guys. It was a great show. Uh, We had some compliments. A lot of people saying it was the best Drinkin' Debate they'd ever been to. To be fair, most of those people had never been to a Drinkin' Debate before. Have I been drinking? What the fuck? (sighs) Drinkin' Debate, you idiot! Fucking shit. God damn it. Always fuck that. But guys, we're giving you the whole shabizzle shebang here for you. Uh, I'm taking a breather because I need it. I, my body tried to kill me the other week. Uh, I thought my appendix burst. That was fun. I'm not sure if you've ever experienced 
uh, appendicitis or your uh, feeling like your appendix is going to burst. It's p- very painful. Um, I chopped off a good portion of one of my fingers and drove 45 minutes home uh, with it pouring blood onto me and it was fine. But uh, this appendix, man, it'll get you. So I don't suggest you can keep your appendix. I suggest you do it. Uh, it was not fun. So I'm taking a breather, uh, taking a little a day off to uh, chill out and give you guys this, uh, you know, the drinking debate. Cause that's what you need. It's what you want. Uh, but guys, uh, you can still catch me around doing comedy. I'll be in Tacoma this week at the Tacoma Comedy Club on Saturday at 4.30 doing the Day Drunk Show with Josh Firestein. And then the Dope Show on the 15th and then also the 14th in Spokane. The uh, Social Hour Comedy Showcase is going down at Good Times in the Spokane Valley. Uh, Fam Bam Supreme, Ronnie Taylor will be hosting. Uh, and Chelsea Toll will be your headliner. So come out and check out that show, guys. Um, I'm going to get out of here. Go rest my inner parts because they need some loving with some down, down, good, good time. And you listen to Drink and Debate and enjoy. And we will see you next <laughs> My name is Nikki J. Cavassier, and I'll be your host for this evening's debauchery. Uh, give me a round of applause if this is your first time at the debates. Oh, wow. Lots of first-timers. Obviously, you're going to be wondering what the hell is going to be going on up here, right? Pretty easy. Every month, we get four teams of comedians together, and we give them topics ranging from the hysterical to the historical, and we make them drink beer and argue each other. It has never failed us. It's failed so many times. Oh my god, we once had a judge get so drunk he just fell asleep, and then the other judge just pretended to be him for the rest of the time. It was a great, great, great evening. Pretty simple, and we're going to have three rounds. Every team has three comedians, so they're each going to come up and represent a round. That's where you guys come in, because we need your help deciding who is the funniest. What we look for is pretty simple. Comedy first, debate second, and crowd response third. So if you guys are liking what you're seeing, laugh, cheer, applaud, throw your panties at them. But if you don't like it, you give them stone-cold fucking silence. All right, you give them nothing. You give them the same thing my wife has given me since that fucking baby showed up. Nothing. I love her. And also, we're going to have judges, because sometimes we have ties, so we have them come in. Let's introduce our judges real quick. In the middle, we have the King Pepper Snake himself, our head judge, Harry J. Riley. On the left, Dees Casillas is going to be judging the last debate of the year. Give him a round of applause. He's the host of the Social Hour podcast. You can find new episodes every Wednesday, correct? Yep, every Wednesday. Check him out. And on the right, we have... Hold on, I'm terrible at reading these things. Oh, yes, Laura B. Wright, owner and art director of La Resistance Art Gallery. Give her a round of applause. Do you guys have any words for us before we start, Harry? Uh, I got a couple words. Uh, um, this will be the last drinking debate of the decade. Wait, so I hope um, we all have fun. We do some debaucherous things. 
um, we all get drunk and touch our buttholes together. Couple of quick additional notes. We always have, always have to say this every single month, and that is the comedians are given their topics randomly, and they're not they don't choose which side of the arguments they're on. So do not trust in what they say. What I mean by that is don't take it seriously. We've gotten emails after the show and be like, "You think children should be slaves?" <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. I would never think that. So take that with a grain of salt. Second, comedians, when you see the red light, that means your time is done done. So wrap it up immediately, otherwise you will be docked points. If you go 10 seconds over, you are disqualified that round. And lastly, this is the drinking debate, so make sure you guys drink, because we are far funnier when you do, I promise you. All right, without further ado, let's bring up our two teams. Let's do champions first, one second. I'm a professional, so I have this on my phone. All right. We have Data and the Daddies, haunted by the mysterious past, a devoted high school football coach leads a scrawny team of orphans to the state championship during the Great Depression and inspires a broken nation along the way. This is an actual synopsis for a movie shooting right now. Wayne Knight is in it. Data and the Daddies' performance is sure to be better than this movie. Please give it up for Ryan McComb, Casey Strain, and Darlene Third. Uh, 
that's why older ladies love me because they're like, it doesn't have to be as fast. You do it so slow. You're such a slow lover. I want that for my daughter or son. Whatever. <laughs> I would actually probably end up in a gay marriage if it was uh, arranged. <laughs> I need a man in my life to uh, help me clean my muzzle. Uh, <laughs> Obviously, I am against arranged marriages. That was something that was like popular way back in the day when like dads would trade their daughter for like two goats and a cow. We don't need goats and cows anymore, right? It's not necessary, not in our country. And also, like the benefit of it, like way back in the day, is like they would like arrange a marriage so they could like unite two kingdoms or something like that. Now the best you can hope for is they would like unite two trailer parks. <laughs> What's the benefit in that? I don't get it. And I can say personally, if my parents were to arrange a marriage, like it'd be terrible. They used to pick out my outfits, and I always look like a dork. It'd be terrible. Like they end up picking like some ugly chick that like is allergic to blowjobs or something. <laughs> I don't want to leave that in their hands. That'd be horrible. And then, uh, also, if you think about it, like, we're already trying to arrange our own marriages now with all these sites like eHarmony and shit. Like, we'll go out there and they're like, this person has been matched with 17 levels of compatibility. And then you look at the profile picture and you're like, yeah, they're still fucking ugly, though. <laughs> you fucking suck, eHarmony. Why am I paying you $10? I don't know what eHarmony is. I didn't do it. I only do the free shit. <laughs> Plus, I've been married for 10 years, so I don't do any of those, actually. <laughs> now that I think about it. <laughs> Plus, also, it would be really awkward getting to know your wife on your honeymoon. They're like, so, like, what are your, what are your hobbies? And, uh, can I put it in your butt? <laughs> it's just weird. You can't, you can't do that. Get to know someone when you're about to fuck them. All right. <laughs> Aaron Hall You should get to know someone be before you fuck them. <laughs> if my mom wanted me to marry and fuck a cow for the rest of my life, I would get to know Bessie first. She <laughs> I would tease her. I would tantalize her. I would milk her. <laughs> or him. Let's make some money on that seed. You know what I mean? <laughs> Shit. Pay for that wedding. <laughs> uh, I hate to tell you guys this, but internet dating is, uh, it's, it's arranged by an algorithm. And I would, rather, I would rather trust my mom and dad to write an algorithm than some professor up in space <laughs> trying, to, trying to breed us for his alien, uh, his alien farm somewhere on another planet. I'd rather live in the good old USA, right next door to my mom and dad's house. <laughs> And have Bessie's mom and dad out in the pasture so they can, rec so they can retire comfortably. David and the Tatties. Banging a cow thing, man. <laughs> I don't know if he caught on to it, but he basically was arguing my point at the beginning. I was saying that I'd like to get to know them first. I don't think you have that option with an 
like, it's the end, it's over. And also, did we run a glass over the fact that he talked about being arranged to fuck a cow or something like that, right? <laughs> he said that so casually, just like, I didn't know that that was part of this argument or else I would have read a anyway, so that actually doesn't matter. I do bang fat chicks. That'd be nice, kind of. No, but also these, these women who are getting shows by their dads, they're probably banging their dads. I'm just saying, that's fucking weird. I don't think you should do that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to bang my dad. I'm just saying, and poor people, statistically, third world countries do arranged marriages, okay? And, like, I just feel like poor people don't have that many options on who to choose. Do you know what I mean? They might not even choose a human. They might choose a fucking plant. All right? That's all they've got in their neighborhood. You don't want to fuck a ficus. That doesn't sound fun at all. You're going to get a raw dick. You're going to get a lot of Vaseline to fuck a ficus. Is all I'm saying. I'll come in a plant, but not a fucking ficus. I have some standards, you poor fucks. That's all I'm saying. Asian people do a lot of this stuff, too, and they eat dogs. So, you know. That's not, that's not even fucking, that's not a stereotype. That's true. I've been to Thailand. You eat dogs there. Fuck. Also, what about arranged domestic abuse? There's some pieces of shit in the world, all right? I'm just saying. I'm one of them. But still, like, you shouldn't do that. Also, in an arranged marriage, if you cheat, you're going to get your dick cut off. You know what I mean? I've cheated on my girlfriend like seven times. I'm going to marry her. I'm going to cheat on her seven more times. My dick will still be here. God bless America. You know what I mean? I'm just saying. You should be able to fuck what you want. You know? That's really like, I, I just feel like this is, it's liberty. You should be able to choose who you want to fuck. You want to be in a world where you just get to fuck anything? Yeah, you do. Fuck anything. Local air sex dungeon. All right. Just because you're married doesn't mean you're fucking. All right. 
I'm sorry. So, yeah, there's my notes. Arrange marriages, totally for them. Guys like Rob here need a serious way to indulge their deepest, darkest rape fantasies. Okay? Wow, okay. He was talking about eating dogs. He was talking about eating all sorts of shit. With Tabasco. With Tabasco. So, should you marry the person that you choose, odds are that person is going to probably eat you. Which then, that will lead to the sex that Rob wants and the sex that Rob needs. That's why... I love her singing voice. I never got along with my in-laws. My parents never got along with my in-laws. Imagine arranging a marriage where the other family is somebody who you get along with perfectly. They've given you the goats. They've given you the land. They've given you the girl or the guy. And contrary to popular belief, arranged marriages, folks actually get a lot of time to spend together. They can't touch. They can't look at each other. They have to talk through a sheer sheet and just hope that they can find love. That's it. Alright, well, I definitely don't need help getting married since I'm being in seven holding outside my relationship. And that relationship is real. six drinks in tonight, so he's having a little bit of difficulty understanding. <laughs> yeah. All right. For Mr. Rob, the only way for this arranged marriage to work <laughs> is to get that Kia. Get that Kia back. He says his mom's an alcoholic, says his dad's an alcoholic. 
I'd like to arrange <laughs> a meeting for you with the red light. Catapult murders with a question mark. Who 
is pretty close to arranged marriage anyway. That is dogs. Dogs don't have a say in the matter. You don't get to go say, hey, I like that one from Petco. And they go, no, I'm good. <laughs> I'm going to play the field a little bit. We have it. We're close enough. Arranged marriage for America. Let's go. tonight. 
Yeah, I know. I need to stop smoking. Really it's gonna happen. <laughs> we promise this is not our first time doing this. All right, and who is for and who is against? You guys are for mandatory military service, and they are against it. All right, guys, please give a round of applause to your first, first two competitors this round. I like it. Oh, boy. My name is Josh T. Ford. I am a piece of human garbage, and I think you, we all should have to serve in the military. Although I don't think about it in maybe the same way that my teammates think about it, I think about... Um, all that shitty jobs that are out there that need to get done. And then I think about the fact that if we all have to serve in the military, not everybody can be an elite combat person. You know what I mean? Someone has to peel the potatoes. And so I'm thinking about this. Rather than having a bunch of soldiers, we're going to have basically like the equivalent of a bunch of day laborers just outside of our quarters office. So like if you need a porch built, you can just go down to the Navy building and get like 12 dudes, and they're going to help you build a porch. Also, um, think about how many more marching bands we're going to have. You know what I mean? There's all kinds of side benefits, too. You know, like uh, every one of us will be able to get out on Fairchild just because. Um, we'll all get to take those really uncomfortable loud cargo planes places dirt cheap. We're all getting $50,000 for college. Don't eat that. Go to school. Um, but I think the main thing, you guys were as jacked on it as I was. Like, you got to understand, there's fruit rotting in the fields down south because there's not enough people to pick it. But now we're going to have people that you won't even see in the trees picking the fruit because they'll be in camouflage. <laughs> they won't even be disturbing their animals. They'll just start think about all the beauty that could come from everyone having to serve for two years of their life. Two years, that's it. What are you doing with two years of your life? You haven't gone through pain on the axe. I'm Josh Tipper. Hey, David. More marching bands? We already have two. That's enough. Also, if you're in the military during your formative years, there's no private place for you to masturbate. You gotta think about this kind of shit. Also, uh, okay, my number one point is that we have enough organic crazy people without pushing them through the military. I don't know where you guys think crazy people come from. Somewhere else. The burden of having everyone join the military is that Denny's can't handle giving everyone in the world a 20% discount. <laughs> if everyone was wearing camouflage, we'd always run into each other. <laughs> you shouldn't have to pay for the elementary school education you got. lost you at God's. <laughs> in America, though, true, you really only have two choices, one of which is going to be to join the military, and the other one is going to be to work in an Amazon warehouse. So your two choices are death or death. But on the way there, you might as well get a 30% discount on Amazon products and services. 
everyone joined the military is really just a forced form of slavery. And um, we already have jobs. <laughs> also, we have enough conspiracy theorists without having an extra Uncle Crazy who brought chemtrails for dessert at Thanksgiving. Card belt. assuming that I don't necessarily assume, which is like, if you're rated at low proficiency with like athletics and guns and being smart and shit, you're not going through regular training, okay? You're going through the hand-holding version where we're like, see this? This is a pot. You put water in it, and then you put it on, yep, that's right, Kevin, the fire. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about a place Fly your Uncle Chemtrails so that he doesn't have to be in your goddamn holiday. He'll be in Fallujah. <laughs> Just, I mean, you got to think about it. Parents, you know how insufferable 18-year-olds are. Get them out of the house for two years, goddammit. Worst thing that will happen to them is they come back with a new skull. <laughs> Take that out of your own Josh Tiever, him and go. The money for the military comes out of your tax dollars. So if we have mandatory military service and we're hiring the incompetent people that Josh wants to have in the military, we're giving them free money, what do you think is going to happen to your taxes? They're going to go up. We're already driving on streets that are riddled with potholes. And I feel like I paid a $250 parking ticket for accidentally parking in a taxi zone. Because I did but I paid it in because they'll let you make a payment plan. So actually, I'm paying it in $5 increments um, with pennies because that's a legal form of tender that they have to take at the courthouse. But besides that, I'm just saying like that your taxes would go up and, I mean, that's less money for porn. So, here we go. was a great round. I enjoyed that one, guys. Did you like it? Yep. Alright. Voting time. Give it up if you think Josh Tiefer took that one. Solid arguments, made. Give it up if you think Jessica Watson took that one. Alright. It's a good one. It's a good split there. Uh, please do not let um, my association with the United States government and the Chemtrail Association of America. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, this does not reflect those allegiances. We've reached a unanimous decision, and we went with, uh, with uh, oh shit, I think I just had a stroke. <laughs> we went with Josh. Josh Heber, very nice. Human garbage thinks the opening up. Guys, ready for the next ones? Give a round of applause to our next competitors. to work with. His name is Ron. I worked with Ron 
Ron was uh, in the military. Ron was uh, in the National Guard, I believe, for six whole months. And during that time, he drove around Fort Knox in a car that he broke. Twice. The only stories Ron ever told for the year that we worked together were about those six months. He spent more time talking about the six months that he spent in the military than he actually spent in the military. It was every single day with Ron talking about how he was a veteran and that was important. How he had served his country and damn it all, everybody else should too. Ron and I worked at a dog grooming salon where he squeezed dogs' anal glands. But that did not define Ron. The six months of nothing stories that he got out of his military service, that was what defined Ron. And if everybody has those stories, nobody does. Human garbage. For my argument, I made a list of the people that I don't want to see in the military. Paula Dean, <laughs> uh, Dr. Phil McGraw, because then I wouldn't get more episodes of Dr. Phil. Uh, his, his beautiful wife, Robin McGraw, because then nobody would sell me skincare products for the last five minutes of every Dr. Phil episode. Uh, let's see, Beyonce Knowles. Because then what would I, a very white woman, listen to on my drive to work in Spokane? <laughs> Uncle Cracker. Um, <laughs> no real reason here. I just kind of have an inkling that he sh probably shouldn't be in the military. Uh, Papa John, because he is racist. And one time recently he said that he ate 30 pizzas in 40 days. Or was it 40 pizzas in 30 days? Either way, I don't want him in the military with a bunch of guns. Um, Mr. Rogers' widow? Because she's so sweet. And I just saw a news story of her looking at little newborn babies with little Mr. Rogers' cardigans on them. And I don't want her to step on a landmine. And uh, last but not least, that very angry, very short man who was trying to order a bagel and got very angry <laughs> and, and just continued to be angry and I think left without his bagel and someone tackled him. I don't want him shooting at anybody or indeed armed. Thank you. A military led by Paula Dean. <laughs> would be the most effective imperial force that this world has ever experienced. This might seem like a tangent, but let's talk about junior high for a second. You want to know why I love junior high? Junior high takes place during the second most disgusting period of your life. You're a horrifying creature. You're a monster during junior high. And you know how the U.S. government decided to deal with that? They created leper colonies that you have to live in for two years. 
deserts in your marriage. All right, well, that was interesting, but I thought of one more person I don't want in the military. Y'all remember in, like, 2011 or around there where that guy said that his son was trapped in a weather balloon and he called out, like, all of the health and rescue brigades to try to save the kid from the weather balloon, but then it turns out that it was all a hoax and he just hid his kid in his own garage attic. And also the kid, he named his son Falcon. That child was named Falcon. I don't think that man should be in the military and I don't think anybody named Falcon should be allowed in the military. Thank you.
Run out of high school, what's the hardest thing to do? Get a fucking job. Well, for two years, I got something for you. You want to go shoot at some people? It's fun. Shooting at people's not your thing? We'll put you in a kitchen. Kitchen's not your thing? Grab a mop, fuckhead. Mopping's not your thing? Fucking grab a shovel! Get busy! You piece of shit! Video games your thing? I got a drone you could fly from Arizona. Well, it's in Fallujah. You never see combat. And all the Twinkies you want, fuckhead. Just shoot some people for me. I'll be on a boat, making mashed potatoes with Paula Dean. Somebody's got to taste that shit. Make sure there's no racism before we serve it to the troops. Hey, Paula, we need to send this, this batch back. There's a lot of racism in this one. And Papa John and the little Italian dude getting mad about his bagel? Front line, you're going to die soon. Human garbage. What he said, <laughs> but against it. Um, I, I, I'm not going to lie, I had to look up uh, mandatory military service. Um, I'm still not fully sure <laughs> what it is, uh, you know, um, but I, I know we don't want it. We don't want none. It's not good, man. It's shit. You're stupid for having that opinion, bro. I don't think you thought it out, fucker. It's totally wrong. These two people said so. And I them. See, you're stupid because of those thoughts in your head. Military uses guns, don't like guns, don't like them. That's Lucas Palm guarantee. <laughs> I don't like guns. Guns are designed to kill, except for the sour cream gun at Taco Bell. <laughs> that is a gun, gun I will gladly accept. Incidentally enough, that might be the only job you can get after the military. See, stupid point. Also, I, I fucking hate military Instagram accounts. They're the dumbest people on the fucking face of the earth. Anytime there's a video that has camo in it, I want to throw my phone in a lake. They're the worst. I don't give a shit about what country song you used at this moment and what hot girl you paid $50 to wear your sister's short shorts. 
hate this, and I also hate the stupid fucking YouTube accounts where there's some crazy guy, ex-military guy, talks about dating advice. More on that later. Outside Safeway petitioning to legalize weed. Even though we did that shit five years ago. He's not smart. That's what I'm saying. You shouldn't listen to him. He's an idiot. Just like his opinions. And his teammates, Jessica, for instance, said if you're if you're forced to serve in the military, where are you gonna masturbate? You ever heard of a porn party? Flip the switch, you got yourself a little spacious room for a minute. Sorry, Jessica, you gotta lift your leg up on the seat or whatever. Sure, it's not comfortable, but you can do it. Steve Johnson, bad. <laughs> he likes to watch Jessica jerk her shit in porta parties. <laughs> How do you do that in a porta party? You can't get naked in a porta party. Think. Porta parties don't have the family picture album. What are you gonna jerk off to? Use your brain. He's stupid, dumb. He's dumb. Anyway, more YouTube. Uh, what I was saying earlier. You know, I get that crazy guy. You know, that's over there talking about dating as a veteran. I don't want any of that shit. Where he sits there, he turns the camera on, and he's in an abandoned cabin outside in the middle of nowhere, and he's like, "Have a date as a veteran." All right. No pussyfooting around. You're going to need to go into town once a week and get yourself a winter whack. <laughs> Don't be a bitch. Don't pussy out on me. Grab a gun and grab the girl with the most teeth. My name's Lucas. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> that was great. Guys, I need your help to decide who won this, potentially tying it or moving on to the finals. Give it up if you think human garbage took the whole thing.
a great round. Lucas's method is flawless. Pound two full pictures and then debate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let me show unanimous decision. Ooh. Unanimous? What is this? What's going on? And uh, we all three voted for Lucas Brown. Lucas Brown! That ties us up, though. That, that means it's a tie. And uh, me being the head judge and talking to my um, co-head judges, because it's a democracy over in this bitch, and we didn't pussyfoot around, oh, and we all got our winter wives already. All three of us got our winter wives, and they got all 43 of their teeth. <laughs> Collectively? No, I, I, I'm dating a shark, so that's why. Oh. I, yeah, I got extra teeth. I, I, I like it when they grate, <laughs> like a cheese grater. That, that gets me off. That's how I, that's how I do my little. Um, no. But I think the team that should go to the championship round is uh, Human Garbage. Human Garbage! Human Garbage is moving on. Let's keep it going for both teams. They did a great job. Clear yourselves. Take your booze. Thank you very much. All right, before the finals, we always have a guest comedian who comes up and entertains you guys for a few minutes while the two teams get together. Well, not get together. Get together with themselves and uh, debate the last topic. No, that wasn't right. I've had too much to drink. This is the drink of the bed, though, so I'm killing it. Now I just need those wings. Yep, they're going to get together and talk about their topic, and we're going to have a guest comedian come up. He has been one of the judges this evening. Like I said earlier, he has a podcast called The Social Hour, and you can find new episodes every Wednesday night on the Pants Pending Network. Please give a warm round of applause my friend, Vince Casillas. What's up, guys? Drinking the bass Sunday night. How y'all doing? All right, there's someone that's fucking unemployed. Huh? No job tomorrow? <laughs> all right, cool. It's all right, man. Just get drunk. Have a good time. Thanks for coming out, guys. I'm happy to be back in Spokane. Uh, I've been on the road a lot doing comedy. I was in Wenatchee, Washington recently because my career's on fire. That's right. Killing it out there. Yep, pretty great. Uh, it's weird when you do comedy on the road. You don't really know what you're supposed to do back in the day, right? So we got to Wenatchee, Washington, and I just Googled things to do in Wenatchee. And then my phone gave me directions to the freeway. <laughs> I'm not sure what that means. Are you sure it means it's a smartphone? No. <laughs> uh, well, we're there. We're staying at the Motel 6. I've got the money, right? Church yourself. <laughs> That's what they say. And we're checking in the clerk. He's like, hey, you guys, there's comics in town. We gave you guys a free room upgrade. Yeah, I'm like, a free room upgrade? We're at the Motel 6 right now. What is a room upgrade? I think there's another hotel right now. What's happening? Like, take my seat and shoot me the fucking head. Well, this is like amazing in Motel 6 and without you in October. So, if you don't know what a free room upgrade in Motel 6 is, it's when you get a room with a microwave in it that doesn't work <laughs> and a comfortable with minimal amounts of cigarette burns in it. So, it's pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah. I say it so many Motel 6s, I think I'm going to say five more times I get platinum status, and that's when they stop selling your credit card information. <laughs>
even a person, right? So, guys, I think I married up a couple ideas there to solve that problem and a few other ones at the same time, right? Because first of all, those crash test dummies aren't free. Those things cost money. Second of all, they're not always anatomically correct like actual people. And third of all, homeless people rarely get to ride amusement park rides, right? Yeah, throw them on there. Give them a shot. Test it out. Yeah, they put their life on the line, but they finally get a nice day at the park, okay? Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. That was rude. <laughs> sorry, it was mean that I said that. That was rude. That was homeless. They're not actually people. So, yeah. They can't afford a ticket. Don't worry. They're not here. You can laugh. Five bucks. It's a lot of crack for them. <laughs> A lot of malt liquor for those motherfuckers. After we were in Wenatchee, uh, we went to Chelan. Uh, Chelan's nice. And you guys ever went to Chelan? Can we get? No, you guys are all poor. Okay, uh, it's cool. <laughs> Chelan's nice. It's great. Everyone's rich and white like God intended. Um, and it's just this resort town. Just rich white people getting drunk and driving around everywhere. And I'm like, I was just kind of like, holy shit. I'm like, There's, don't you guys have cops here? Like, what happens if you get arrested? What happens if you get a DUI? Do you have a jail here? And this guy looks at me and goes, yeah, we got a jail here. It's called Wenatchee. And I'm like, holy shit. This is great. And I'm back in Spokane now. It's good to be in Spokane. I'm not from Spokane. I'm from LA because that's where Mexicans are from, apparently. <laughs> I don't like that Mexican. It's great. I love it. I don't know if you heard. We're not doing well recently. What's <laughs> going on? Uh, people, I like I like not looking that Mexican when I live up here. Uh, you know, it's safer, I think, right? This close to North Idaho. And when the revolution comes, I start hauling away all the brown people, and it's coming, guys. Believe me. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad they're not going to take me with them. Listen, I didn't get a Hitler Youth Park cut because I thought it was trendy. It's because I don't want ice kicking down my fucking door when I'm sleeping. Okay? I'm trying to stay in this bitch. <laughs> They'll be like, oh, my grandma, and they'll be like, they'll be like, Dees, Dees, isn't that your grandma taking her? I'm like, no, fuck no, I don't know that bitch. Uh-uh, fuck her. <laughs> She's like, me no, me no. I'm like, me no, uh-uh, uh-uh. I think you said the other word in Spanish. Take her away. I don't know that bitch is. <laughs> Spokane's a crazy place. But I like it here. It's like home now. But it's a weird place, right? Because, like, Spokane tries to be progressive, but we're just like, we're not quite there yet. We're close. <laughs> Like, we argue about whether we should call it Columbus Day or Indigenous Peoples Day, but we also saw the baseball team named the Indians. <laughs> oh, yeah, come on, we'll talk about the Chiefs game. Let's go. It's fine. Let's go. <laughs> like, Spokane's a weird place, right? Like, we're the type of community that has uh, is home to Hoop Fest, the biggest three-on-three basketball tournament in the entire world, right? Yeah, pretty impressive. And the rest of the year, you can't find three black people in the same place at the same time. <laughs> The most famous black person from Spokane is Rachel Dolezal. Step your fucking game up, people. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, it's good to be back home. I had to quit drinking. I was drinking too much on the road. Uh, I in. My last girlfriend said I was an asshole when I drank. Uh, so I quit drinking and we found out I'm just an asshole. You're just a piece of shit. That's a change, guys. She got mad at me. I had a bar one time and I started arguing with a guy. I'm like, hey, man, you got something to say? Why don't you stand up, come over here, and talk to me like a man? And she looks at me, she goes, Deese, that guy is paralyzed. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, what's fair? <laughs> She's like, no, he's fine to both of it. He's a wheelchair, you son of a bitch. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say, guys. I won that fight. Want to know. 
weird, man. When you have a comic, too, and you like you write weird shit down, you write notes down all the time to remember for jokes that you think it'd be funny later. Uh, when I was drinking, I had woken up to this. I had written down in my drunken super. I had written down, how are we going to teach you about the birds and the bees when all the bees are dead? Yeah, it's not very funny, but it's pretty profound, I think. <laughs> and followed up right behind that, I had written down, if you think you need to bleach your bedroom, you probably do. What the fuck was I thinking about? How were those two thoughts connected? But the more distance between that thought that night and now, the more I realized I stand by that statement. <laughs> and then you think you need to bleach your butthole? You fucking do, man. What is going on with your butthole? Because listen, you're doing too much. You listen, no one's ever gotten to a butthole and been like, oh my God, you've done here. What is that, bone, alabaster? Is that platinum? Oh my God, is that platinum? That is nice. Listen, if someone is so disgusting, they're willing to stick their face five inches away from having to explain to their doctor how they got pink eye for the first time in three weeks. They're going to show what color that butthole is, man. They can move that butthole right now. <laughs> yeah, man, I had to quit drinking. I was just doing stupid shit. Stupid shit when you drink. Like, you know when you find yourself in a women's bathroom? Accidentally. Accidentally, okay? The problem with that is, like, once you realize you're in there, it's already too late, okay? <laughs> so I'll tell you a story. The other day, I was in public. I had to use the bathroom. I ran, hit the stall, closed the door, sat down. You can do the math on what I was doing. And as I was sitting there, my first clothes in the wrong bathroom, I'm like, this is a pretty nice bathroom. There's no graffiti in here. I had to stuff it up cool. I real nice. Okay, yeah. Got this little metal filing cabinet here in the back, too, in case we do some paperwork. Um, and bring my briefcase, but that was nice one, I guess. And take a look on some of you men's face in here. You've never been in a women's bathroom. <laughs> uh, just a little tip for you in case you ever find yourself in one, guys. Don't look in the metal filing cabinet. <laughs> my next clue's in the wrong bathroom is as I'm sitting there with a crack in the door, I see a very young woman or even younger daughter walk into the bathroom, right? And I'm like, holy shit, someone should tell them they're in the wrong bathroom. Holy shit, I'm in the wrong bathroom. And keep in mind, I'm in the stall for clothes and left, right? So, like, as far as they know, I'm like a predator laying right. And, uh, and my pants are essentially off, so this bathroom trip has just turned into a felony all because I had to have atomic wings for lunch. And there's no appropriate way to exit that situation, right? Like, you just casually throw the door and be like, hey, how's it going? That was weird. Your daughter's cute. Is that a taser? Okay, I gotta go. Okay, guys, I'll be done again. Anyway. Keep it going for all the comments, guys. See now, big enough for the last round, guys. Here's Nick.
with a young, dumb, and full of cum. Give it up for Jeff Steeford, Tom Maxfield, and Steve Johnson. All right, and the returning master debaters, please give it up for Data and the Daddies. So we always try to end the debate on a high note, right? We try to pick a funny topic or a lighthearted topic. We've had marriage, we've had military. So now we're going with, has pornography gotten too hardcore? <laughs> right? Oh, so sorry, Steve Mom. Wait, how many moms are here? Your mom's here? Oh, that's, I apologize. This is my topic, by the way, I picked this one. Plowing right through, guys, give it up for your first two competitors. Give them a round of applause. section of every pornography website. Alright, just three people like that. Sometimes, and you realize sometimes, you know what, 
bolts don't fit right. You got to change the angle a little bit. Sometimes the torque, you got to be a little strong, or sometimes you got to be a little soft. Pulling has gotten too hardcore. I'll tell you why, because they're showing us all the tricks that I've spent a lifetime, hundreds of thousands of experiences learning. And some lazy jackass is going to come up there and say, oh, I can find a G-spot. I can touch a vagina. Excuse me, sir, it's not touching. It's caring for. It's feeding. It's lifting the vagina up on high and proclaiming its greatness to the world. Not to mention with all the hardcore porn, there's just there's they spend so much time pounding and pounding and pounding that there's no character development. You don't <laughs> You don't get to learn like how did that guy end up as a pizza man? <laughs> Say it in the daddy. He's not wrong. I am lazy. Okay? That's the fucking point of technology, to make life easier. I don't want to waste thousands of hours diddling and fiddling when I could just be at home touching my dingle. And guess what? I, I spent time learning to fuck, too. It's fine. I had a whole summer camp experience, and now I'm a pro. Nobody fucks me better than I fuck me. Okay? And sometimes I'm in the mood for Indian, and sometimes I'm in the mood for, I don't know, Mexican. And I like being able to just fucking pick whatever I want. And, you know, every now and then, I like to feel bad about myself. And pornography lets me have all of those experiences and more. There's always new shit. Every time you think you found the dirtiest thing you can find in pornography, you look deeper, and there's another thing. Go home and look up Rule 34. Just have fun. I ruined the internet for you. Whatever it is, type it into Rule 34. People are trying to fuck it. Or at least pictures of it. They are jerking it to that. And I say... That is the point of human life here, is to fucking express who we are and jerk it to some weird shit. All right, I'm Josh Tiefer. <laughs> One summer at summer camp, he was the counselor. <laughs> Obviously, he got kicked out for watching porn when he was supposed to be learning how to make God's eyes or whatever bullshit they found. Nobody knows what a God's eye is? I'll tell you what a God's eye is. You find what you think is, are the limits of your lover. And then you pull the most rancid, amazing things out of your own imagination, and you ask your lover, do you want me to do these things to you? 
and they say, I think so, and then you say, well, let's explore it step by step, piece by piece, and we'll do it together. We'll experience the heights of passion. Nothing you could ever, ever experience jumping off the board at summer camp. Uh, we'll get wet like summer camp, but we will not go home with dry clothes right in the daddies. <laughs> the counselor, that was amazing. Guys, give it up if you think Casey Strange jumped this one. <laughs> give it up if you think Josh Cheever jumped this one. Really, really even. Yeah, it's gonna be a little harder for our judges. They're in darkness. They still. Oh, here we go. I want to go to whatever summer camp that was, but uh, I'm voting for Casey. Wait, you voting for Casey? Yeah. Right, one point, Casey. Very nice. Quick and to the point. <laughs> Why is it? Casey's always like that farmer <laughs> who doesn't even have a phone. And he's like, if I need to call the ambulance, I will just shoot my flare in this in the sky and they know that's what it means when they has been caught in the combine again. Casey's a man's man. You show him some fucking respect. He said hundreds of thousands of sexual encounters. And that's called lowballing, friend. Do you see this? Man, I feel bad for his lady. Ladies. I'm looking at his lady right now, and that's why that's what I did that for, just in case y'all didn't know what was going on. Um, my vote um, goes for um, Captain Cunnilingus, Josh Tiford. Josh Tiford, very nice. Tied up. Final judge. My vote's for Casey. Casey gets it. Very nice. <laughs> Who's coming up next? <laughs> Daryl going against. Who's coming up next? All right, please give a round of applause for Tom going against Dan, everybody. Hey, do you guys remember when uh, AOL Instant Messenger was enough? <laughs> Bing. Oh. Okay. Horns. Gotten way too hardcore. Way too hardcore. Porn should be subtle, not scary. <laughs> I don't want to watch somebody say, stick it in my butt. <laughs> I want somebody to go, oh, wrong hole. the dumpster one day when I was in elementary school. <laughs> Saw the slight hint of a breast. I had to peel that centerfold so slow. And it was worth the wait. And it wasn't hard hardcore. Yeah, she had a vagina. <laughs> that was enough for me. Plenty for me. Porn is too hardcore.
you know, I recently had a wrong hole experience. Me and my girl were getting down to it. Everything was crazy. She was kind of bent over. I was like reaching around and everything. And then all of a sudden, a guy fucked me in the ass. Ladies and gentlemen, the deepest pit of despair a human being can experience is hopelessness. It is the understanding that life is not going to get any bigger or any better. Can you imagine waking up tomorrow and realizing with absolute certainty that you had seen the most hardcore porn you were ever going to see? getting too hardcore? Hey, are we doing too much with pornography? Hey, here's another question. Uh, paintings, are we using too many colors? <laughs> we got our red, right? We got our yellow, we got our blue. Isn't that enough? How is that any different than saying, hey, uh, doesn't that guy have enough Kong Bong Bong toys up his ass right now? Well, the woman in another pantsuit calls him a little stinker. I see no difference. Pure and garbage. Hopelessness. That's what he talked about was hopelessness. I'll tell you about hopelessness. Have you guys ever heard of porn roulette? It's a lot like chat roulette until you land on your sister. <laughs> that's the definition of hopelessness. And that's when porn's gone too far. It's too hardcore. I don't want to hear my sister say, stick it in my butt. It's not okay. Hopelessness. Porn has become too hardcore. We have taken and driven ourselves into hopelessness. What are you hoping for? Oh, I hope I can get myself off tonight. Yeah, you can, it's fine. Do it, it's not gonna be that difficult until you find your sister on porn roulette. An action figure from the 1980s Battlestar Galactica is right. We <laughs> and I am saying that not just as a bystander, but as a man who has landed on his sister many times. <laughs> I don't want to hear her say, stick it in my butt either. It's getting exhausting. <laughs> day in and day out. 
waking up to your phone ringing. Who is it? It's local access PBS star guy's sister <laughs> telling me not to stick it in her butt. Porn is not too hardcore. Human garbage. <laughs> Guys, give it up if you think Tom Meister took this round. <laughs> give it up if you think Daryl took this round. <laughs> Nobody wants to land on their sister. Like, I'm not going to be caught fucking voting for that. <laughs> Judges, what do you have for us over there? Darkness? Nope, oh, there we go. I did call Harry Darkness. I'm realizing my mistake right now. Damn, man, what site are you going to where that's the height <laughs> of what they're saying sticking in my butt? <laughs> man, the porn I've been watching, as soon as you hit play, that's what they've already said sticking in my butt. You've already seen. Man, that. That's the name of the porn company. <laughs> yeah, sticking in my butt. Copyright. <laughs> Production. Copyright 2019. Sticking in my butt. What what in the butt? <laughs> um, we reached a unanimous decision. We went with um, Tom Stay Moist Mice Roar. Tom takes the round. Very nice. And finally, we've got Ryan McComb going against Steve Johnson. Give them a round of applause. seen us argue before, and he's always wrong. <laughs> we at Human Garbage are fans of safety and the arts. Porn stars are actresses. Actresses are art. Who censors art? Nazis. Are you a Nazi, Ryan? Because <laughs> at the moment you're siding with them, and that's not good. You don't want to be on the side of Nazis. Ryan, my opponent in this current argument that we're having, my opponent sides with Nazis. This should be my mic drop moment, but I will continue. <laughs> Casey mentioned porn is just a quick pounding and it's a fucking moving and the pounding and the shaking. <laughs> Pay for a membership. You'll find out their backstory. Watch the whole thing. Support the Arts, guys. I'm even garbage. I'll rebut him during the rebuttal round. I have some things to say about being called a Nazi, but we'll get to that later. Right now, I would like to talk about the topic at hand, which is pornography. 
Uh, my friend Dale and I did some Googling. Uh, he got his flip phone out, and I was like, no, 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 I got it, buddy. I'll take care of it. Uh, listen to this. Top porn search when it comes up. Hot teens get after it when the parents are away. They're probably not even married, guys. This is out of control. Come on, that guy's with me. What happened to the good old days, huh? Back when Dad was growing up, what? What happened to the days of ankles and gentlemanliness, huh? What happened to that? Patience and kindness, I think. I don't know, I wasn't there, dude. Yeah. I propose pornography has gotten too hardcore. We need to go back to porn only being available in books. Yeah. Let's bring back some patience in our youth. Our reading level has never been lower as a nation. Shit would skyrocket overnight. The seventh grader has to read a hundred pages before he gets to a description of a boob. How do you think Dale got so smart, huh? He read because he had to. Take in the daddies. Look, we ain't human garbage. We're fans of compromise. How about we can make it as brutal as we want, but there's got to be subtitles. Force the kids to read. Put a bouncing ball over the words. They're called onomatopoeias. It's uhs and grunts. Somebody's like, oh, that's the definition. Yeah, finally. Fucking somebody explain it to you. Let's talk about causation, correlation. The fact of the matter is that serial killer population has gone down since the invention of the internet. And then it went even steeper with the invention of the brutal category on Pornhub. These are facts. If the Green River Killer could have just watched a video and then at the very end she's like, hey, I really signed up for this. This is fucking crazy, right? And he was like, yeah, okay, that's enough. We wouldn't have all those dead porn stars. Human garbage. Well, cool. Cool. Steve's chubs off his mustache and then he just thinks he can call anybody Hitler. Cool. Great. Wonderful. Hey, we're talking about hardcore stuff right now. I was called a Nazi. What's more hardcore than the Holocaust? Huh? Look in your own eyes when you say that to me. Oh, oh, make porn have subtitles. That'll fix everything. That's the stupidest shit I've ever heard in my life. You think kids are going to read subtitles? Yeah, there's no other distractions on the screen. No other things that they can look at. The only way you can make porn educational is if you haven't been to over. You're like, that's an N. That's a lowercase. 
keep it going for both teams for a fantastic debate. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> that was incredible. We need your help, but real quick, guys, uh, if you all have little cards on your table, if you flip them over and write a topic and meet up and give us the topics after the show, we'll be at the doors. We will give you free tickets to the next show. Sound good? Yes. Just write down any topic you want, any topic you'd like to see debated up here. If you like the ones and you just write, want to write a comment, if you want to say, fuck you, Nick, I get it. I'm terrible at this, and I have a very large drinking problem. <laughs> All right, guys, let's get to the voting. Please give it up if you think human garbage should take the crown. Give it up for them. for a human garbage because I like the arts. <laughs> for the arts! <laughs> nice. Man, what an entertaining round, man. This is, <laughs> this is why I do this. This is why I get paid the big bucks to come in. You get paid for this? Oh, I mean, this is why I volunteer to do this. I do not embezzle the money that we're supposed to split three ways. Please don't call the cops. <laughs> It's a felony at this point. <laughs> uh, my a black person accuses a, a brown person. There's no, there's no cop oh, involved. Well, yeah. Well, it's good. Yeah, they call that black on black violence. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So uh, they're both very black men. Yeah, yeah, very, very black men with um very black um penises and buttholes and stuff. And it was good. Everything was believable until he got to that. Hey, um, Steve said he's gonna have subtitles. <laughs> you know how like when the sounds. Are in the, the <laughs> movie and they have any parentheses. It's just gonna be parentheses. <laughs> Deeper. Sound the earwax on the penis. Let's get on that. It's in parentheses. Just gonna say macaroni noises. Just need parentheses. Slapping the Mexican cheeks. <laughs>
tickets to the next show. We'll be back in January, the second Sunday of every month. Meet me at the front door. Give me your topics, and I will give you free tickets. Sound good? Yes. Guys, thank you so much for coming out to the Drink and Debate. Thank you for supporting local comedy. We could not do this without all of you. Please drive home safe and have a great night. Thank you, guys. Oh, and happy Hanukkah.
This week, guys.